Welcome to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and if there's one thing I believe, it's that you're capable of making your dreams a reality and that the world needs you to be living out your purpose. One thing I love is to chat with people doing impactful work in hopes that we can all learn something from the conversation. Not to mention, we get to apply all of that wisdom to our own journey. Each week, you will hear just that here at the Radiant Podcast. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome back to the Radiant Podcast, and this week I have my longtime friend, Heather Swanson of Chosen Terrain Ministries, joining us. She is such an incredible encourager, and I know you're going to be able to tell that from the get-go. We immediately get to the nitty-gritty of her story, and you can see so much hope and joy come from the pain she's navigated in her life. You're going to love this conversation and definitely want to keep up with Heather after you hear her story. I love hearing about her journey and her heart and quest to empower women. And I am so excited for you guys to meet her. Hey, Heather. Hey, Kelsey. I am so glad to finally have you on the Radiant Podcast. We've obviously been friends and running alongside each other for years now. And it's just been so fun to kind of grow up in this online space together and kind of get to chat about what's going on in our worlds and our lives. And I just think you're one of the most bright, radiant rays of sunshine. And I'm so excited for our listeners to get to know you more today. I would love for you to start by telling us about you and your story and your journey. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Kelsey. I... I'm just so thankful for you. I know I've said it so many times, but I mean it every time that I really don't know how I could continue doing this entrepreneurial journey without you. I think it's so cool that God called us to Radiant and Chosen Terrain around the same time. And so we really did join arms about three years ago, and we've been able to just cheer each other on through this journey. And I am so thankful for that because you are a true cheerleader and supporter and you have an incredible mindset of abundance which I so appreciate and I am just so thankful for all that you're doing through Radiant and all that I'm learning through you and all the awesome women you interview for your for your podcast I just absolutely love it well everyone's gonna get to hear your awesome story today so I'm so excited (laughs) so for Chosen Train it's kind of hard for me to know how far back to go because I think the coolest thing when you understand your story, you have to realize that God has always been a part of it from the very beginning and that you were positioned for this generation and this moment in time and nothing in your life is by coincidence. If there's anything I've learned on this walk with God is that it is that coincidence does not exist. <laughs> and I, I think it's so cool to be able to look back on your life and realize that it's very much a a greater story being told and seeing how all of these chapters and these dots connect to form a greater picture, almost like a connect the dot story. And I can look back on chapters and understand now why I had to navigate through those seasons and that it was all preparing me for the calling that God had on my life and calling me and preparing me to be the woman that he had prepared me to become. And so I, I really do just want to, first of all, encourage women through that, that nothing in your life is, is by coincidence, that it, there is a bigger story taking place. And so for me, I 
I guess I would start by saying that I was bullied in high school. I really did not fit in. I was 15 years old and uh, went to a very small school. I had 25 kids in my class. I was one of seven girls and just really struggled to, to feel the same kindness that I was putting out to others. And I had my car vandalized. I lost over half of my hair because of the stress of bullying. And I would cry each night and turn my pillow over in the morning so that my mom wouldn't see the tear stains on my pillowcase. And during that time, I was really struggling with my weight as well. I became very obsessed, I would say, with exercising and running because that felt like the only thing that I could control. Yeah. And I was in a long distance relationship as well, too, with my now fiance, Clay, and just really struggled with that and that we had a lot of opposition. And now I understand it was all spiritual warfare because we were called to be together but there was just a lot of, of tumultuous things going on in that season. And I was also going to chemotherapy and radiation treatments with my younger cousin, Jeff, who was 13. And during that time as well, my mom's best friend was passing away from terminal brain cancer. And so there was just all this malignancy in my life that did not seem to make sense. Most people were stressed out about... <laughs> the homecoming dance or the Friday night football game. And I was trying to keep my hair and my cousin Jeff was fighting to keep his eyesight. And I just remember going to God and thinking, this is not normal and believing him that he could take it away and just asking him to come into this and to just help me see what was the point of any of this. And I remember him speaking so clearly to my spirit and saying that, you would have gone a different path. But had we not traveled this path together, you would not have the training, the strengthening, or the compassion that I need you to have to fulfill the calling that I have on your life. And now it's just incredible to see that because I navigated those seasons of being bullied, because I navigated those seasons of walking through cancer treatments I now understand that I have the ability to be a leader and to be more relatable to the women of Chosen Terrain who do suffer with insecurities and doubt and bullying and lack of confidence. And my fiance is actually going to be a pediatric oncologist, which means he will treat children diagnosed with cancer. Wow. So for that, I'm like, okay. God, that is the coolest turnaround victory story, and I am all in on that. So it's just been amazing to see how he has always been orchestrating that all along. I I just I could talk for hours about all the God stories. I think it's so important for people to know that there's this huge misconception that a life with God and a life with Jesus is a life of no's. And that is just the farthest thing from the truth. Any no from God will always lead to a greater yes yet to be revealed. And a lifetime with Jesus is the greatest adventure that you could never humanly comprehend or imagine on your own. (laughs) And it's just been so cool to see how he has shown himself faithful and 
give me enough encouragement and enough insight through every single step of chosen terrain that I know it's all him. I should not be doing this. I should be working for the Make-A-Wish Foundation by now. That is what I thought I was going to do with my life. I was so set on that. I was so thankful as junior going into my senior year of college at Iowa State University. I was like, oh, I am just so thankful that I know exactly what I'm doing with the rest of my life. And now I say, like, tell God you have the rest of your life figured out from here. And I'm sure he just smiles and laughs and says, yeah, we'll see how how far that goes. But I was just so set that I was going to spend a life, my lifetime granting wishes for Make-A-Wish kids. My cousin Jeff that I'd gone to the treatments with in high school, he had a wish grant in 2007 to meet Elton John. And that was just the coolest experience for me to see how this foundation stepped in in one of the darkest, most unimaginable moments in a family's life and take something, make something good out of a horrible situation and to come in and just make these kids' dreams come true. And so I fell in love with the Make-A-Wish Foundation at a really young age and I Then went to Iowa State for college and joined the Calmega Sorority, which is a national partner of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and just had an absolute blast working on local wish grants and also volunteering at galas, and I got an internship with the Make-A-Wish Iowa chapter, and then going into my junior summer, I actually got an internship at Make-A-Wish America, which is the national office for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So I was able to go to Phoenix, Arizona and spend 10 weeks down there working on celebrity wish grants all across the country. And it was the coolest thing. I mean, even that was all God because I actually was not the first choice for that position. I was second runner up or first runner up, I suppose. (laughs) First runner up. And I got a call a week before I was going to have to be down there. And they said that the girl who was going to have the position dropped out and they wanted to offer it to me. And they said that they, the only reason that I was not their first choice was because of my lack of experience, but they wanted me to have the position because of my passion. So I flew down to Arizona and (laughs) did a a whole road trip then with my now fiance Clay to to move down there for the summer. I got to live with one of my best friends and I worked on celebrity wish grants from Beyonce to Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift. I did not get to meet any of these celebrities. I want to be clear about that. The one (laughs) celebrity encounter I had was SpongeBob SquarePants. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was just so perfect because I was like, yep, that that's really just, you know, starting at the bottom. Like we'll work our way on up to Taylor Swift, I suppose. But it was the coolest full circle moment because I got to actually come across my cousin Jeff's wish grant photos from 2007. And this would have been 2013 at the time. And it was just so cool to see how God really put those steps into place to get me there and I then had an opportunity after that internship to go to Peru with Clay following college graduation. And he was studying Spanish for medical school. And I was able to go visit the Peru Make-A-Wish International office and help them with their galas and their wish grants there during my, my five weeks in Peru with Clay. And 
I remember being on the plane ride back, my solo flight back. I left Clay down there and I came back. <laughs> and I remember looking out over the lights of the city and it, it was a, a nighttime flight and just thinking, God, you are so cool. I can't believe you put together all those moments in my life to confirm my career with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Like, it's just amazing to see that you put that passion in my heart and that there was always that yearning to follow that. And I think that's so important that even if you don't know what you're supposed to do with your life, I, I think it's so important to just follow that feeling. I, I really believe that that's very much put there by the Holy Spirit, that your passions and your giftings and your talents all speak to who he's created you to be. So I was telling God, like, you're so cool. Just thank you for confirming my career with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I heard God speak so clearly to my spirit and saying that all of these moments were not to confirm a career to you, but to confirm the calling that I have over your life. And, and he said, I do not want you to get a job with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. In fact, he's, he told me I wasn't to look for a job following college. I was supposed to look for him. And I do not suggest that to every new college graduate. <laughs> I want to make that loud and clear because I was very, very success-driven. I was very goal-oriented. I still am very goal-oriented. But that just sounded like the most unimaginable thing that God would ask of me. And he told me that, all of those opportunities and those doors that he had opened through the Make-A-Wish Foundation were to confirm a, the calling that he had over my life and that he would promote me and take me across the state to across the nation to across the nations to speak truth and love to his people and to be a leader of his people. And I just really kind of sat in shock of that because it was one of those things like it came so clear that I knew that wasn't my own thought. That wasn't ever anything that I had a passion or had ever thought I would do with my life. And so I really asked for some pretty, pretty wild confirmation on that. First of all, I was scared to share that with my family following college graduation that I was just supposed to look, look for God and he was going to show me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got that confirmation within 48 hours of landing back in the United States. I was back home for actually a really fun homecoming that my small town does every five years. And I was at my small town country club pool, <laughs> very humble country club pool. I, I grew up very much in a Jason Aldean song of cornfields, dirt roads, and knowing everyone in my town. So by when I say country club, I don't mean anything fancy. <laughs> but I was at the local country club pool with my little twin cousins and I ran into one of my Christian mentors who just really started to speak prophetically into that season of my life. And 
almost as though he was giving me an answer to all the prayers that I had been asking God for direction and and just what I was being called to do with my life because I, I do that season is really difficult to navigate. You feel all this pressure to have your life together. One moment you were just out with your friends and then the day after college graduation, you're expected to have your life together and know what you're doing. (laughs) So that is a very stressful season that personally, it's unlike any other that I've yet to navigate. And so I was really struggling with that pressure of that transition of yesterday, I was a kid and now I'm supposed to be an adult and I still don't know what I'm doing here. (laughs) And this Christian mentor named Dr. Arthur Holt started really speaking prophetically into my life as we're standing in the middle of the country club pool. And he's saying, God has blessed you to be a leader of your generation. And he's gifted you eyes to see and ears to hear. And he's calling you to something bigger than what you can currently see. And you just need to trust him and go where he is, is leading you. I just start crying in the middle of the pool. And remember, this is a small town. I know everyone who is at the pool. And I can just feel something is happening here. And the Holy Spirit was just so tangible in that moment. And Dr. Arthur will ask if, if we could pray. And I said, of course. And so we prayed right there in the middle of the pool. And it ended up inadvertently being a baptism. <laughs> And where I just surrendered whatever it was that he was calling me to. And I really gave my life to him and, and, and just said, whatever you have for me, I want it. I, I want more. I want to see what most will not see. I want to hear what most will not hear. And I want that so that I can show others that you are real and that you are near and that you are so good and that you have such a good plan for all of us and that we're invited into the greatest story the world has ever known. I ended up leaving the country club pool with my little twin cousins. We said our goodbyes and we were driving out of the driveway. And I remember looking out my, my driver's side window and seeing this light picket fence, just all of a sudden go into, it was like someone had hit the slow motion button and this bright light shone through the trees onto the road that was so bright I couldn't see the road in front of me anymore. And all of a sudden the colors just exploded like someone had cranked up the saturation. And then I heard an audible voice and I, I love that. I know, I know that I know that I know that that was Jesus's voice. It was the kindest, strongest, most welcoming voice I have ever heard in my life. And he said, I will show you what most will not see. And then it was gone and everything sped back up. And what felt like it was about 20 seconds actually was maybe only a fleeting moment. And I knew that my twin cousins, Lauren and Andrew, who were eight, they did not see what I had just seen. And my heart is like just pounding out of my chest as I'm trying to keep my cool in the car because something has just happened (laughs) and I am the only one who has experienced it. And I then go to their house and we just have a great time together. I, they're, they're my absolute world. And we end up just 
playing and have a have a great night. And it, I remember it was the day of the Miss USA pageant that Olivia Jordan actually won. And pageantry has been a big part of my story as as well, too. Again, something that I never thought I would do, but God totally called me to navigate that for a season of my life. But I ended up leaving Lauren and Andrew's house that evening as the sun was setting and looking up over their neighbor's house into the sky and seeing these very intricate clouds and thinking, well, that almost looks like a picture. But I thought, surely there are other clouds around. Like, that's that's really probably nothing. And so I looked around. There was not one other cloud in the sky. <laughs> and I looked back, and I just felt so compelled that I needed to take a picture of those clouds. And I quick snapped a picture on my phone and then went home. And I was standing in my kitchen looking at this picture, knowing that it was something, but not knowing what I was looking at. And I flipped the photo upside down, and then I could see it crystal clear. It is the perfect depiction of two crosses and a dove. And I can send you the picture. I have shared it on my Chosen Ring Instagram, and I've written about this whole day and on the blog as well. But it's the coolest thing because it is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Without a doubt, that dove is not a peacock. That is totally a dove. (laughs) (laughs) And I love, too, that I grew up with my my cousin Jeff as an artist. And when he was going through chemotherapy and radiation treatment, we would do watercolor note cards to just pass the time. So I know what painting what brushstrokes look like. And I look at this picture and I know immediately that those clouds are a watercolor painting. It is the coolest thing. And I've always believed that God paints the sunsets every night, but I just was floored that God had painted two crosses and a dove in the sky to really confirm that I did see and hear what I did. And then he gave me this awesome confirmation to then, share with others that I didn't need to prove myself, that I didn't need to prove who he was, that one of the coolest things he's told me is that he will, he will prove himself (laughs) and that he will open the eyes and ears of those that he is, is calling to. And I, I then got on my phone and I searched what he had said to me that I will show you what most will not see. And Immediately, what came up was Jeremiah 33, 3, and it says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. And that has really just been a foundational verse over my life and over Chosen Rain. And it was then several months later that God revealed to me that he was calling me to build this, this online women's empowerment community to really just share what I was learning and to encourage and empower other women to recognize their worth and their royal identity in Christ. And I thought that I was supposed to purchase a website domain that was chosen.com. And that just was not going to happen. It was 
way too expensive. It wasn't available. And so I really sat on the floor and prayed about it. And I was like, this just seems impossible. Like if this is not what you've called me to, I don't know what I'm, I'm doing here. And I was ready to give up. And I had gone on lunch date with Clay and I was just complaining about how I couldn't even purchase a website domain. And so I just thought like, God is crazy. He has the wrong person. Like, does he not know who he's dealing with here? I'm the most incapable, unqualified person to do this. And surely he could find someone who went to school for this, who's gifted in speaking about this, who, who's already so much more worldly capable than I am. And immediately I felt the Holy Spirit speak through my thoughts and say, get out of the boat. And I like stood up at the table and told Clay, like, I'm sorry, I have to leave our lunch date. I have to go back and try this one more time. I really believe that it's going to work. And so I went back to Clay's apartment and sat on the floor. And he lives in this tiny, tiny little room in a medical fraternity. He's in the basement of the, sm- the smallest room. And that is the birthplace of chosen trade. <laughs> so that just cracks me up. But I sat there. I was like, okay, I know it's not chosen.com, but I know you have spoken the word chosen. And I want to know what am I chosen for? What are we chosen for? And he said, you are chosen to reign. And it was so perfect and it was so powerful. And I just knew that was it. And so immediately I searched chosenreign.com and it was available. And I just got on all social media platforms and got chosen to reign. And that was really it. And I had this vision of what the logo was supposed to be. And I saw that there was a crown above chosen terrain and chosen and two were kind of block letters. And then rain was this cursive font. And I tried drawing it out with a black Sharpie on a yellow post-it note. And it looked ridiculous. I am no designer. And it's amazing how after I put that vision onto paper, the enemy just swooped right in and said, congratulations, you've established a business on a sticky note. Let's see how far that goes. And I got so discouraged that I just crumpled it up and threw it away. And I don't know how I even had enough time to take a picture of it, but I, I did. And I had been praying about working with graphic designer and someone who could help me build a website because that's just beyond my ability. And God brought me this woman named Renee Evans. And I had been praying about him revealing to her the same picture of the logo that he had given me. And she sent me the first mock-up and I knew like that was what I had seen in my head. I hadn't explained to her what this looked like at all. Like she had gotten the exact same picture that I had. And that's the logo that Chosen Train is today with the crown and and just the vision as it was. And so I think that's so fun. But yeah, so that's kind of the backstory of Chosen Terrain. And I have just so enjoyed getting to connect with women online. And I think a huge part of entrepreneurship is just seeing a need and just fulfilling that. This was really something, this is a community I wish existed when I was in high school and in college. And I really do just have a heart for helping others. 
I grew up with a dad who's a farmer and a mom who's a nurse <laughs> and a very small town community. I, I love people. I love helping people. I love connecting with people. And so I'm just really excited to see where God is leading Chosen Terrain for now. <laughs> Man, and you're doing so much with that. So I would love for you to kind of shed light on kind of that journey since you started Chosen Terrain. I know you mentioned, you know, you sat down and you told your parents, I feel like I'm called to really be a minister, Mm -hmm. essentially, or a speaker, and I have this message for the world. But what did that practically look like? You know, what would a listener saying, okay, I know I'm called to this. Do I not work? Because I know you and I know your story and I know that you've been extremely hardworking and proactive. You haven't just sat around and waited (laughs) for something to happen. So tell us about that because I really want to make sure the audience, when you have a dream in your heart, how do you start developing it? How do you afford life in the meantime? What are some practical things someone could do to, to start their journey? And what has your journey been like? So I, I love networking. It's something that I've always been so passionate about, and I think one of the most powerful things you can do is just hit the send button and reach out to that person that you admire or the person that you would like to be your mentor, and that's really what I did. So I started out, would have been, so I was 21 years old and got involved with pageantry, which is actually really old to get involved with pageantry. That's when most people are are done with their pageant career. And that's when I was just starting. And I really got involved with that because I was so passionate about the Make-A-Wish Foundation and saw an opportunity to promote the Make-A-Wish Foundation and raise money and also do more community service work and grow my public speaking gifting and to just meet more people. And so I was able to get connected with a woman named Alex Worley, who actually was roommates with my best friend at Miss USA in 2009. (laughs) So it's kind of fun how that's all connected. But she's just an incredible entrepreneur. She's built her own business called Empowerista, which showcases all these incredible female entrepreneurs and now has her own television show. And she's just an incredible girl boss and she's a Midwestern girl too. So I really look up to her. And after college graduation, I had asked her if I could come out and job shadow her. So I had raised money just from working my own little side hustle jobs to pay for a plane ticket to go out to California. And I set it up around this entrepreneurial conference called the Yellow Conference, which is held by Joanna Waterfall. I know you've interviewed her as well. I just love her. And so I really set up this whole weekend to go out to California and just learn from other women who had paved a way on a path less traveled and just had an absolute blast being surrounded by this creative entrepreneurial spirit that was Uh, something I was really craving. And I was able to go job shadow Alex. She was doing a whole day of filming these interviews for her Empowerista series. And it all took place out at this awesome Bel Air mansion. So I got to just help behind the scenes and watch her interview eight just incredible entrepreneurs and hear their backstories. And so I am just like that fire was just 
totally stoked with gasoline from that one trip. And I then was able to go to the Yellow Conference and listen to Jess Ekstrom, who created Headbands of Hope. And she has a background with Make-A-Wish as well, too, and just fell in love with her story. And I was reading Alexis Jones's book, I Am That Girl, and she was actually the final keynote speaker of that event. And I had an incredible time networking and getting to connect with all these women who it was the first time I was sharing the dreams that I had on my heart for Chosen Terrain. It was actually the first time I had publicly shared about Chosen Terrain. And they just were so encouraging and kind and could see the vision as I could see it. And I so appreciated that. I think that's something that I, I can struggle with a little bit in the Midwest is feeling kind of like a misfit working in this online entrepreneurial space. And people say, well, what do you do for a living? I'm like, well, I have an online women's empowerment community and I do a lot of work through Instagram. And they're like, but what do you do for a job? I'm like, well, actually this all is my job. Like I have a podcast, I run a website, I run emails, I run all social media platforms. I'm also working with a business coach and, and assisting her. And I, have been able to help other entrepreneurs and learn from them and make money that way. And so I really would encourage girls who are trying to go on their own startup adventure that you, you don't have to have all the answers and you don't have to have it all figured out and you don't have to do this alone. That's something that I really had totally backwards. I thought I had to do all this. There was so much I didn't know how to do. And now I'm learning that I need to focus on my gifting and also know where I just am not so gifted and then connect with people who are in that area to help me build that dream and steward the gifts that God has placed on my life. And, and a big way I have financed this endeavor was selling my pageant dresses. Yeah. (laughs) So that was something that I did. I've, and pouring that money back into Chosen Terrain. And, and pageantry was never anything that was for my own promotion. It was never about the physical outward beauty. It was that I saw an opportunity to network. I saw an opportunity to steward my gifts. I knew I, I have always just had this un unreasonable fear of being on stage and being in the spotlight. And I knew that for some reason, God was calling me to that space. And I need, I want the girls to know, like everything that he calls me to is always one step beyond my comfort zone. But I think that's so cool because that's where you see the power of God come in and that it is the coolest thing to see God use you to do something that you know, you could not humanly do in your natural self. And for me, that's been the most addicting thing is to just see him come through and to speak to other women and to just, I don't know. I don't know all the other women on the side of the screen. I don't know what they're facing, but it's incredible to hear the, the stories of the girls that reach out to me and just the perfect timing of the Holy spirit is just always blowing my mind. 
And yeah, so that, that's really what I would just encourage the girls to do is so many people ask me, how did, how did you start? Where did you get your start? And well, honestly, there's no real secret to it. You just start, you just start where you are and it usually doesn't look like much and it's usually far from glamorous <laughs> and not an Instagrammable moment by any means, but you have to build community and you have to surround yourself with people who believe in you and who believe in your vision. And you have to record those moments where God did speak to you and he did reveal to you that he was working. And it's so important to go back on those on those moments and recall those memories when you are really struggling to see clarity and to take that next step, because that that's what I have to do all the time. I have to rely on my community of, of Christian entrepreneurs like you and all that he has been faithful to, because I know he will continue to be faithful. Yeah. Do you, one thing I think you are, you've touched on a, a bit and that I think you're so great at is networking. And you've also talked about, you know, I'm scared of getting on stage, but I know there, this is, you know, part of my journey for connecting with people where we can truly propel each other forward and make an impact in each other's lives and missions. So how would you say for the girl who's listening, who's scared, who knows she needs some people to rally around her, but has no idea where to start? I would say that everyone has to start somewhere. And I think the only way you get over your fear is just taking it head on. And that is what no one wants to hear, <laughs> doing the thing that scares you. And so in my journey, it's been so cool to see how God has been just a good teacher. And a good teacher always prepares you for the test. And and at first, I was terrified to even post my words on Instagram and the internet. And just the thought of anyone anywhere could read my words and thinking that when I hit send, it was like I was speaking to a room full of a thousand people. And that was just so nerve wracking for me. And God knew that that was really scary for me. So one of the things he told me that the first year of Chosen Train, it was really just a prayer and, and daily devotional. And he said that I just want you to share what you are learning and by sharing what you're, you're learning, you're, you're teaching others what I have taught you. And so I really just started growing my voice. I needed to grow my confidence in my voice. And that's something I'm still working on. And I also needed to grow my voice as a writer. And for the whole first year of Chosen Rain, God told me that he did not want my face or my name to it. And that he made it very clear that we are a part of the most self-obsessed generation that this world has ever known and that this was not going to be about me. And I actually needed that. I needed him to say that because this was when I was still fresh out of college and we grew up with, we were the first generation to grow up with social media and, and being exposed to that as teenagers. And I did, I was kind of falling into that comparison trap and very much felt like I had to prove myself and prove my worth through my social media posting, just so people could see that I was doing something with my life. 
And it wasn't that I ever wanted anyone to feel less than, but it was really that I felt like I had to prove my own worth through my social media. And I think it's amazing how God really killed that (laughs) by saying that you're not putting your name to chosen terrain for the first year. You're not putting your face to chosen terrain for the first year. This isn't about you at all. This is about the people that I have entrusted to you. And then after that first year, then he totally changed. <laughs> it, said, it said, okay, now I want you to put your name to it. Now I want you to put your face to it. Now I want you to be a voice for chosen terrain. And now you're ready to handle more weight and responsibility to the calling that I've entrusted to you. And so that's where I'm growing in that now too. And the next thing he's asked me to is to get comfortable sharing my voice. Last summer, I would not have ever agreed to be on a podcast. Absolutely not. (laughs) That just would have been terrifying to me. So that's the next thing he's growing is that he asked me to create a podcast for Chosen Train and it's getting comfortable sharing my voice. And I know that once I'm, I've grown and steward stewarded that gift that then he'll ask me to go out myself and I will be the one speaking and God help me when that day comes. Hey. That just makes my heart beat out of my chest. It's been super cool to hear, you know, your journey and really overcoming fear as you've stepped into each each little step. And it's it's also neat to see that it's one step at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, you knew you were called to speaking and leading women in in a in a way of magnitude. That's not the right way I'd like to phrase it, but in a, in a big way. And so what has it been like, or what would you say to someone who's thinking, oh, okay, it's not all at once and it's step by step. How do you do, how do you appreciate the journey when it's not, you don't fully arrive overnight, but that's also the, what helps in the sense of you're never asked to do something, you know, right now you're, launching a podcast, you are being interviewed on podcasts and you said you'd never do that a year ago. It's neat to see how God will ask you to do something one step at a time that kind of guides you to something in a year or two or three that you might never have done Mm -hmm. now. So what what do you have to say to someone who's just kind of learning the process step by step? They're scared. It's scary. For sure. And, and I, I primarily speak to high school and college age girls. And that is such an identity forming season of your life where you're trying to figure out who you are. You're trying to figure out who you're called to be, what you're supposed to do with your life. And I am, I've created a freebie actually, which I can have you link in the show notes, which is is called four days to pursuing your purpose. And I go deeper into sharing how God worked through those different points of my life. And that now I can look back and see that it all served a greater purpose and that there were seasons where I maybe didn't understand why we were going through that, but they were actually stewarding the gifting that he had on my life during that season of being bullied in high school, I actually didn't ever sit with my own class. I sat with a group of 
eighth grade girls my entire senior year of high school. And it is so cool to look back and see that those were the girls that he was first calling me to encourage and to mentor and to speak truth into their life. Because even though I was just a few years older than them, I was able to give good advice and encouragement because I had already navigated those seasons and those years. And, and my last day of my senior year of high school, all those eighth grade girls came to me, made this super cool card for me that had glitter all over it. And they had like drawn out our lunch table and marked where each one of us sat. And they just, they brought me to tears just saying how much that meant to them that I saw them and that I took that time to just be there for them. And that's something too. I remember being in third grade and there was a a senior girl who was helping our our class and and I just thought she was so beautiful and poised and it would have meant the world to me if she would have just seen me and she didn't and I remember thinking at in third grade, which I mean, what, it would have been eight or nine. I remember thinking when I am that girl, I will see the girls who look up to me. You know, when someone looks up to you and, and I will see them and I will notice them. And I, I will be that person that they're seeing me as. Man. So, so what is your heart for Chosen to Reign as you move forward? I've loved hearing about yeah, your journey yeah. and just hearing how your story can be kind of a guide for mm-hmm. so many women and girls who are navigating the same mm-hmm. things. It might be a different expression, yeah. but we're able to look at your story, you know, really trusting God with your journey, making purpose out of your pain, and really saying, Heather, you're chosen to reign. You're a daughter of the most high king. But that, you know, the same goes for every single female listener we have. You know, what's your heart to accomplish through chosen to reign? And tell me some fun things you've got coming up with what you guys are doing. So I have really prayed a lot about the future of chosen to reign because I I know that this is something that I, I couldn't do on my own. And it's been so cool to see all the people that have come into my life to serve as mentors and also just sisters to really join arms with and building each other up and sharing in each other's dreams and and helping bring the dream to fruition. So I started, I, <laughs> it's so funny because I didn't know who any of these people were three years ago, but I just started learning all that I could from Joyce Meyer, Beth Moore, Christine Kane, Lisa Bevere, Bianca Oldhoff, Havila Cunnington, Louis Giglio, all these incredible leaders and speakers. I, I could not finish a book in college. And since college, I have read over a hundred books. And so I, I think it is the coolest thing when you see that God changes something within you (laughs) to be able to do what he's called you to do. And 
I have just really embraced the fact that kingdom protocol looks totally different from the ways of the world. And that I don't know if I ever will go to theology school. I don't know if I ever will go to any sort of ministry formal education, but I really just want to learn and I want to share what I'm learning. Early on, God told me that Havilah Cunnington was to be my mentor in building my voice and really the business model for Chosen Terrain as well. And I told him, I was like, okay, God, if <laughs> like Havilah Cunnington's a pretty big deal and she's a very busy woman, if if this is really who you're telling me is going to mentor me in this area, I want you to bring her to me like you brought Renee Evans, my graphic designer, to me. Well, it turns out they're best friends. <laughs> and I was expecting that Havla was going to slide into my DMs the way Renee Evans did on Instagram. <laughs> and God did one better. That very day, Havla posted her upcoming travel schedule. And her next three locations were New York City, Brazil, and Cedar Rapids, Iowa which my fiance goes to school at the University of Iowa for, for medicine. And Cedar Rapids is just a hop, skip away from Iowa City. So I knew that that was God's way of saying, like, yes, you heard right, and you need to get your rear end to this conference. <laughs> and so I went, and I, I was able to introduce myself to Havila, and it was so cool in that she actually already – knew who I was. I believe Renee had shared with her what God was doing in in my life. And I was experiencing a lot of very profound spiritual encounters as well, too, that I just needed someone to help me navigate that and to just hear me. And <laughs> furthermore, just when you experience God like that, you just want to dance on the table or the couch and just say like, he is so real. He is so cool. And yeah, we all can have this relationship with him. And so I was able to get connected with Havila and that was a few months before she created her truth to table membership, which is actually an online mentorship platform. <laughs> and the next step for for their community is to then be hosting events where they're going to help grow other young leaders and their mission and their message. And I just thought, God, like you were so cool. Like you told me this a year ago and now they're doing it. But my, my hope for chosen train is that I can create an online community and platform for these girls to be able to grow in God's word to, to be able to, grow in sisterhood and to be able to grow in their identity and their calling. One of the foundational verses for chosen terrain is Romans eight thirty, that says, and having chosen them, he called them to come to him and having called them, he gave them right standing with himself and having given them right standing, he crowned them with his glory. And that's really what, chosen terrain is all about. I want these girls to understand that the kingdom is not some far off fluffy word or place that we just hear every now and then in church. Like, it's very much real and it is coming. And we live in a world at war 
And it is the coolest thing that we don't have. Christianity is not just following these do-gooder rules of, of this is how you should be a good person and then you'll go to heaven someday. No, the coolest thing is that Jesus invites you into relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit so you can bring the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Why would God ask you to pray that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Well, the implication there is that God's will isn't always done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's where we get to bring that truth and that love and that light into our broken world and to be a part of this greater story that's that's unfolding. And it's the coolest thing when you see him act through that, whether it's just saying a kind word and being there for someone or whether it's seeing a kid healed with cancer. Clay and I have seen eight miraculous healings of kids over the last year just from learning how to pray to get things done. And and John Eldridge and Stacy Eldridge have been incredible mentors for me through that. And their book, Moving Mountains, has just been amazing for teaching me how to pray powerfully and in, in healing and it's just the most amazing thing when you see God work in those ways. I mean, he is just so undeniably real and present. And when you know that you get to bring his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, that's where you find the anchor of your identity. That's where you find the anchor of your worth and that it doesn't matter what the world says about who you are, what you should do or what you look like and what their standards of beauty and success are when you're anchored in who God is and who he says you are, that changes everything. Man. Uh, I mean, I could listen to you talk all day long because I, I think your heart behind chosen terrain is just so cool. And it's so evident to see your passion, you know, really play out, you know, when you're talking about bringing heaven to earth, bringing bringing God's will on earth as it is in heaven. You're right. It isn't all. I had this conversation with someone just the other day of, you know, heaven hasn't fully made its way to earth. Like it's our job to do that. And so I love your heart to empower people, um, to empower your tribe through chosen terrain to do, to do just that. And I, I see so many women being impacted by fullness and freedom in the process. And so it is just a joy to be your friend and to walk alongside you. Um, I love what you're doing. Um, what do you have coming up? How can, how can our listeners keep up with what you're doing um, and stay connected with you? Because I know after this episode, they definitely are going to want to. <laughs> well, one thing that I actually had happen recently is that I have a t-shirt testimony. This is just, it, it's so funny. I mean, God can work in crazy mind blowing ways. And then he can also work miraculously through the mundane little things. So I believe that God was telling me to create apparel for chosen terrain. And I looked into working with some companies to do that. And I just didn't have the finances to do that. It is really expensive to create a mass production of sweatshirts oh, yeah. or t-shirts. It's so expensive. And 
So I think that's something too, that girls who are going out into entrepreneurship need to understand that you don't start out making money. It, <laughs> yeah. It takes money to make money and it is not glamorous and it is hard work. And a lot of times you have to do the behind the scenes work to be able to get to the bigger picture and, but it is worth it. And so I knew that God wasn't asking me to spend $800 on sweatshirts and, and t-shirts that I would just be hoping would sell. So I actually learned from, uh, Kate Croco, who's my business coach about bonfire.com. And so I was able to just upload a design and, then they would deal with the production and the shipping and it was no cost on my end. And I made them just as dirt cheap as I possibly could. And I got just like hardly any money from the commissions of that. But overall I ended up making a whole whopping $67 and like 35 odd cents. And that felt pretty cool to, to get that check in the mail. And, and this is the first money I actually made through chosen rain. And then I, felt God very clearly say, I want you to give it all away. And I was like, really? Like, come on, this is supposed to be a business. <laughs> but I was like, all right, I'm going to trust you. And so he told me I was supposed to give it to Ransom Heart Ministries. And and their book, Captivating, has been foundational for the mission of Chosen Terrain. And just really all the teachings of John Eldridge have really been just a complete revelation and and mind shift of how to bring the kingdom and that you really can bring the kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> and so I gave all the money to Ransom Heart Ministries and then went to their captivating advanced retreat a few months later and actually met a girl who owned a national t-shirt company and I love networking. And so immediately I'm thinking like, okay, we could do something here, but I'm holding back because I don't want to be pushy at a Christian gathering. And I was like, if this is meant to happen, it'll happen. And so she contacts me a, a few months after the event and said that they had just gone to market and asked what the high school and college age girls were wanting and they really wanted a shirt that revolved around the word chosen and their identity in Christ. And so she pitched it to their team and said, what do you think about chosen terrain? And they loved it. And she's like, okay, I need to make a phone call. And so she called me and she's like, Heather, God is totally just teeing this up for us to make these shirts and that this is what these girls want. And so she was able to create four different t-shirts and they used my design, which I think is even crazier, my non-fancy design, but I love it. I and, love it. Oh, I love it. And so here, I mean, I have no experience with graphic design whatsoever. I just created what I believed it was supposed to be and, and then they used it. Uh, but they're going to push out all of these t-shirts to all of their distributors and their buyers across the country. And now girls all around the country will be able to buy these shirts and I'll be able to offer them online as well too, for the chosen terrain girls. But it's going to be so much bigger than what I ever could have done on my own. And it's really just kind of fell in my lap. And so I think that just speaks to how good God is and that if you give him 
the little bit that you have, he is always going to multiply that beyond what you could ever ask, hope, or imagine. Man. I mean, I love that testimony because for as simple as investing, you know, the $67 you mentioned, like back being obedient with that, being proud mm-hmm. to make an income, small or big, and then being asked to turn around and give it all away and doing it. But that mm-hmm. yielded such a freaking huge opportunity. And it's yeah. just so cool to see. And and it's really cool to hear because I will say for anyone listening, anytime I've been asked to sacrifice or to invest or to be generous when it was actually hard or inconvenient or put me in a position that I was a little more strapped, it's always paid off. And that's not the motives behind mm-hmm. generosity or mm-hmm. obedience. But when you are asked to do something like that, you have to know that God has your absolute best interest in mind. So when you choose to be obedient, it's going to yield something. It might not yield a monetary reward, but God's not asking you to do it for no reason. And so I really, I really think that story illustrates so much about the goodness of God and what obedience yields in your life. And so I love hearing that. I loved hearing that this morning and I'm so glad you shared it on here. It has been such a joy having you, Heather. I will be linking up all of your links, your personal links, your podcast, Chosen to Reign in the show notes. And again, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. I, I also, I just want to encourage the girls before we go and, and say that one of the most powerful prayers you can ever ask of God is that he would open the doors that need to be open and close the doors that need to be shut and that his will would be done over your will and that it doesn't always look the way that you think it should go, but it's always good. And his plan is always better because he sees this thing from beginning to end and he knows where this is going and he's got you. And it's just so much greater. Girl, thank you so much for that. I 100% agree. And thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Kelsey. I just love you. And I'm just so thankful to join you on this journey and just love everything you're doing on Radiant. Thank you for joining me. Hey, don't go yet. I would love it if you go over to iTunes right now and leave a review. I love hearing your feedback and it really makes a difference in getting the Radiant Podcast name out there. And while you're at it, why don't you subscribe and then share this episode on Facebook or Instagram or wherever your social media platform is of choice. Lastly, I'd love to keep up with each other. Come find me on Instagram at Kels Chapman and let's get to know each other. Save your most important documents, videos, and photos in the cloud. With a Microsoft 365 subscription, you get a full terabyte of secure OneDrive storage that you can access across all your devices. As part of your subscription, you get the added benefit of additional OneDrive personal vault storage. Using a second set of identity verification, this gives you an extra layer of protection for your most important and private files. Buy now at Microsoft365.com slash memories. Money. Sometimes it's hard to make it all add up. Thankfully, as part of your Microsoft 365 subscription, Money in Excel makes managing your finances a bit easier. Keep track of all your accounts in one place to help reach your financial goals. See how much you spent online last week. 
Set up a personalized budget. Get alerts about due payments and save for a rainy day as you stay on top of it all with money in Excel. Buy now at Microsoft365.com slash budget.